0: this week on the jock and nerd podcast we break down the wild peacemaker season one finale plus some of the crazy rumors theories and speculation about the doctor strange sequel the boys is getting an animated spin-off show spider-man no way home passes avatars domestic box office our best look yet at michael keaton's new bat suit and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, February twenty first,
1: twenty twenty two. Hey, this is for the Jock and Nerd Podcast. This is Simon Rex, aka Dirt Nasty Baby. You know, I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd Podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job, so I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha <laughs> ha! You tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth, so check it out, baby dick. Check. Check one. Alright, this is Roy fans out there.
0: Hello, listener. What's up? Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we bring you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's a nerd. And joining us, someone who makes a way better NFT collection than that stupid bored ape. Uh, it's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? I like to have a non
1: fondable testicle.
0: You're very fungible. (laughs) And, you know, that ape is just bored and it's making so much money and annoys the shit out of me. Why?
1: What's with this ape? Why are you surprised that dumb things are popular? Like pop figures, bored apes, like all just the most fucking stupid, ridiculously lame shit and people love it. So,
0: what else? If stupid shit is popular, we need to insert ourselves. What's stupider than uh, a Rugboy NFT collection? I think that would be lovely.
1: Yeah, like, what would we do? <laughs> like, uh, pictures of my butthole? Like, my slack hole? <laughs> like, sure, you can, you slag can bowl, own my slack hole. Eyeball.
0: It would just be like Bored Ape. I don't know. What do you think, Anthony? Wouldn't that be pretty Pretty pastel colors of Rugboy on a thing? And we and I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if anybody knows what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a couple layers to this. First off, Does the audience that we're speaking to know what these NFTs are? Second, has any of our audience, unless you've been going back to the Blab days, does anyone in our audience even know what Rugboy looks like? That's a good point, but this would be a way to show everyone. Do they even understand? I'm sure they understand that he's a puppet. Right. People like there's like a very small segment of people that understand that, and the rest of us just think that it's just this guy with a weird voice.
1: (laughs) My voice is not weird
2: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with have you ever voice. been
1: to staten island we all sound like this
2: <laughs> we got a show with two guys with weird I, voices
0: i said look if a dead goddamn bored ape bullshit can make all that money there's no reason i think Rugboy is, is just as bored as that ape right rugs you can be i can be bo- more bored yeah if you can be more <laughs> bored i think we got a hit on our hands anyways i don't know let us know what you would think about Rugboy nfts I think it should take over the world. I don't know. If it makes us some money.
1: I like Crypto, the super dog, not the fucking fake shit. Oh,
0: Crypto, Superman's fake dog. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, you bastards. Let's talk about some geeky shit right now. The Jock, the Jock. and Nerd Podcast. I know we talked about this last week, but I can't get enough of this Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Did did you watch it any more times, Anthony, after we discussed it? uh, Probably another 36 times. Right. After. There's a lot to dig in. We discussed briefly, but I feel like we just scratched the surface. I have so many questions and so many, the theories coming out online and the speculation of the cameos is insane and makes my head spin. Uh, what Have you guys heard anything? Is there, are there any moments
1: in the trailer that stick out to you that you want to discuss? I mean, from what I've seen from the trailer, I feel like uh, there's definitely going to be huge implications to the Marvel universe and it's gonna be you know you have two beings that can call upon the multiverse actually three with America Chavez right oh
0: they can fuck with the reality like, and
1: multiverse like realities. America Chavez yes. Yes. makes portals yep. into other realms yep Uh Wanda can create other realities and probably draw things in from other reali- realities. Yep. And Dr. Strange can bend reality, can do what he did in, uh, in the, the Spider-Man movie. So he oh, right. can bring yeah. people in from other places and make people forget Peter Parker as Spider-Man. So you have all of these monster powers at play. And, um, so I'm interested in that. I really don't care about the, the cameos because that's just like, like sprinkling of bullshit on top to like, Get everyone talking, but this is what we're doing, right? So let's talk about it. Like, <laughs> I just care about the implications. I don't care who's really in it. I just want to know what it means for the Marvel universe. Uh, you could kind of tell if you really hyper-analyze that trailer that there's, um, you know, Captain Britain's in there, or well, more guesses on the glowy figure.
0: Like this one glowy figure, and there's several Monica different- Rambo, Monica Rambo, Maria Rambo. We mentioned. You know, a Tony Stark variant. Um, and then the new one was everyone. This one guy's like, I looked this up at 8K and I brightened it up and it's yeah. King. It's King the Conqueror is the, the glowy thing, was the newest thing I yeah. saw.
2: It looks the closest, that, that 8K image to me, it looks closest to, to uh, Jonathan Majors King. It
0: does look like Jonathan Majors a little bit, but it, yeah, so that's weird. Um, now you I, got King. King also can, is a multiverse yeah, thing from, King, from Loki. Yeah, King is the time-traveling, and then you think about, are there going to be Fantastic Four characters in this since he was involved with them? Is that how they bring him in? Is that how they bring the mutants in? You know what I love about that shot of those Ultron bots walking like Iron Legion, like a, a timeline where Tony Stark actually does create the AI that's stable. It doesn't become Ultron. It becomes this fucking soldier's robots protecting the universe, the S.H.I.E.L.D. The thing he wanted to make he yeah, actually Iron it actually makes it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And then I was just going through the trailer again. I just paused it on this one shot of uh, Doctor Strange and America Chavez when they're falling through realities, and there's dinosaurs. Oh, there's shit. a scene that they're passing by the, the Savage theory, Land, a probably right. Savage Land, Geek Boner. Oh, you see oh. Kazar
1: pop out. Yeah,
0: holy shit! Uh, mm-hmm. that, anything else, Anthony, that pops out at you on this trailer?
2: You know, I went on uh, a kind of a deep dive of different speculation and theories and things along those lines and I think similar to WandaVision where that took a lot from House of M. Yeah, I think they're, they potentially could be going down that path and I, I read some, I saw something on YouTube I think it was from New Rockstars either New Rockstars or Heavy Spoilers one of those two and first off it sounds like Wanda might be the villain in this or a version of Wanda might be the villain but there was a theory online that we we know that professor x or at least patrick stewart is
0: somebody who sounds like patrick stewart
2: patrick stewart looks like he's in this for sure right. yes maybe a version of professor x in the illuminati but it sounds like potentially that the illuminati might have been holding a version of wanda in a cage oh because oh. if you look at the there's a scene where she's bloody. well there's
0: a zombie yes there's a zombie wanda there's a bloody wanda Yes. No, but
2: the the there's a scene where she's bloody and if they zoom into her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's these cages that there's another scene earlier with Christine Palmer where these these like glass cages. Oh so the Illuminati might be holding like a, a dangerous version of Wanda. And she gets loose or something. She yeah, and perhaps with the multiverse being all back, you know, within at the end of Loki, there's this these all these now these multiverses that are are around again they're not being pruned perhaps in this continuity wanda instead of going no more mutants which is she does at the house of M. and if you're not familiar with the house of M, that's a storyline where she creates a reality for herself a utopia and then gets all pissed off and wipes out mutants instead of that happening she might open up the portal and be like mutants are back or something like that
1: well i think it'll be i don't think it'll i don't think she's gonna say that line i think that she's in pursuit of her children, bringing her children back, getting them back from some other dimension. And she might pull uh, them from a dimension where they are mutants. And in doing that, she'll pull all the rest of the mutants. Check out this theory. This I heard on the Campia show that apparently has been online. And he was like,
0: here's a theory about how to bring in mutants that it's actually solid and would make sense and would honor like the, where have the mutants been question? If you just bring them in. Right. What if, this is what the theory is, what if there were mutants and Wanda already has said no more mutants, rewritten reality, and has gotten rid of them? None of us would know. And now she undoes that reality and everybody will now remember that these mutants have been here the whole time and they have contributed to major events
1: and, you know, it's everything. I feel like if they were going to do that, they would have set that up or Easter eggs for that. In WandaVision.
0: Well, no, but it also, it kind of makes sense if you think about when we first meet her, you know, she's, she can't remember anything. She's called Miracles. Like maybe that
1: was right after she did it. But, uh, yeah, and, but we went back to her childhood in WandaVision. They could at oh, least yeah. drop something there. I mean, it's not unlike Marvel to just retcon shit. Like, sure. But, uh. No, but that's the thing is you could just say
0: there were mutants. None of us remembers any of that because she changed it and now she's undoing it. So that's very convenient and takes care of a
2: lot of things. the The only the only thing I, I think that is possible, the only thing, is these. This story is like all these theories are very Wanda, Wanda centric, u- mutant yeah. focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we've known anything about these films, is they still revolve around the title character. So, like sure. for instance, Captain America: Civil War. Is still about Cap and Buck's relationship. And Spider Man No Way Home is really about Peter Parker becoming Spider Man. So, although I think it's possible that this is a backdoor way to include mutants, I think it's almost swaying too far away from Doctor Strange. And I think the story is still going to be a Doctor Strange story. Well, That's the Dark Hole is in this, too.
1: Right. That book. So, that she had. Wanda so had. she had the Dark Hole. Last. Yeah. She's now tapping into like what her magic can really do. You see strange using the dark hole to do some kind of spells, right? So maybe he's trying to counteract what she's doing. So it will be a push and pull between the two characters. I guarantee they're both different sides of magic. This is like, she was born with the power and, and and Dr. Strange had to kind of come upon the power in, 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 in a different way. So, so maybe he does it. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but if they, they can't make Doctor Strange inept in his own movie, which, well, no. unless I don't know, they're try, they trying to do the Spider-Man route where he fucks up all the time.
0: <laughs> like
1: I don't know. Like you want a competent Doctor Strange every once in a while. Right. But I mean, yeah, just
0: this whole Illuminati thing, like if Professor X is there, the mutants are there. And who are these other people
1: sitting on the chair? is it black bolt is it mr fantastic what universes are they from this is well now that they yeah. own all the ip it just makes sense to bring them in and not have to try and uh restart the worlds but it is weird that they're not taking the opportunity to actually do them differently or maybe it is different because they're from a multiverse and they're not like if Hugh Jackman like appears in the fucking yellow tights then fucking everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, why we,
0: but I mean, if Patrick Stewart is there, why not? Okay. So regarding that, here's a couple of stories about some of the other rumor cameos. Like there's been one going around about Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds talking to variety goes, I'm really not in the movie. I'm promising. I'm not in the movie. Of course, he has to say that, and he's not in the movie, but Deadpool could still be in the movie, regardless if he's not in the movie.
2: Maybe he's just voicing the
0: character. Yeah, maybe it's the, you know, you put
2: it on somebody else. It doesn't matter. So. I mean, any of these, after going with what we went through with Andrew Garfield. With the
0: poor Andrew Garfield, who had to lie through his teeth over and over again for months. You can't trust any of these. Not with these movies. So then, another report, Ruggs, to your point, The this Illuminate guy, Joseph Dekelmeyer. no. Boom! Posted on Twitter to say like they Wolverine go. <laughs> will be in uh, Multiverse of Madness, at, but it will not be Hugh Jackman. Oh shit! Is what the Illuminard guy uh, is saying.
1: So who's gonna be? So is the guy who plays Judo Master gonna be Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. He's got the right like height for it. Just pad, yeah, just pad him out a little bit. That guy. Give that guy a shot. That guy's name is. Um... What's, guy, what's that guy's name? He had a great name. Um, His ba- name is—is
2: is that it? No, <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> something. Lay. God, that's just—that's just me being Nut racist, lay. but I can say Nut that I'm
0: <laughs> <Nut Lay. laughs> His name is literally Nutley. Master. Yes, he's great. Oh, he's Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah, that's a great Vietnamese name. Anyways, uh, I what's can't it, Nut wait. Nutley. L E. This is the last name.
1: N H U T is the first name. Sounds like a town in New Jersey. Nutley. <laughs> N- N- N-
2: <laughs> that's one when i one of my vietnamese friends how to pronounce that i'm going to text him right now oh okay because i'm sure Nut-lay? the n-h-u-t maybe is pronounced different yeah yeah well, that can't be nut. it's got
0: to be a silent something
1: maybe well i don't know they interview him somewhere so he's probably will tell them how to pronounce his name right well i apologize to mr Nutley then for calling him <laughs> Nutley. well is this his name is not Frida lay
0: yeah Sorry, Fra Free. You got Fra Free on uh, the Hawkeye show. Kazi, his name is Fra Free. Yeah. What
2: about Joffrey?
0: There's also Flula Borg. That's a great <laughs> He was he was javelin in the Suicide Squad. What? Lula Borg, the guy who played javelin uh, in the
2: Suicide Squad. You, know, you know, The funny thing is, like, we're making fun of names. I'm sure there's someone like in another country that reads your name, Imran, and starts making fun of your name.
0: Or even just like American names. They're Imran. just like Steven, it's that's so need. dumb. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. No, Imran. I they I never. Nobody ever says I it. I always right. just say I'm Ron. I'm your Ron. I don't. Uh, I don't correct people because I think it's funny and it's an asshole <laughs> thing to do to do that. I know. Anyways, Doctor Strange looks fucking fantastic. These rumors are wild. Let's hope all of it comes true. And this movie just is just ridiculous. Uh, listener, join the conversation. Let us know who do you think is going to be in the movie. You, my mom, your aunt, my dog's in the movie. Uh, <laughs> if we have a Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation, you can leave your nerd. thoughts. You can leave your thoughts there. Jock and Nerd. Uh, it is a closed exclusive. It's exclusive just for you, listener. We're all in there. You can meet all the
1: other great people. No listeners. cap. Big fat. I think we're going to see Twilight Anthony in this uh, movie. Oh,
0: Twilight Anthony? <laughs> that guy, we should also.
2: Twilight? Yeah, he's. Is he a Twilight? Oh. Was he a Twilight? Or was, was it? was a Twilight on right, the Bubba yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what the alien was a Twilight. It's yeah. It's They have the nice. I yeah. thought you were making like a, a Twilight joke.
1: <laughs> no i wasn't is there one uh, to make like i don't, I don't know I, 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 didn't I didn't know where we were of...
2: going with that twilight
1: anthony oh Jesus. <laughs> turns
0: into a vampire gets really pale
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sparkles in the sun
0: <laughs> let's move on to a trailer for a new show that is going to be premiering on amazon prime in march it is a animated anthology spinoff from the boys boys the boys show on Amazon, which is an amazing live action superhero show. Uh, they're getting into the spinoff game. This one's called Diabolical. It is an eight episode animated anthology. These episodes, uh, running 12 to 14 minutes each. So they're short, oh. coming all out on March 4th, the same Wait, day. How long say they in? 12 to 14 minute episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're not even like full half hour episodes. Uh, it, uh, it's coming out March 4th, the same day the Batman releases. But uh, from the trailer, you can see, Lot of different creators, a lot of different animation styles, rugs. What did you think of this? Does this look fun? You gonna watch this?
1: This is like the answer to like the Star Wars uh, shorts that they put out a few months ago. Oh, like the Star Wars Visions, Visions the anime yeah. anthology. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, this looks good. <laughs> I, there's part of it, parts of it that are looking pretty cool. You know, I think overall it should be fun because The Boys is usually pretty fun, and it looks like. The main theme of this is, um, they're all, you've exposed VOT as actually engineering these super powered beings. Right. Right. Maybe they've now monetized it and basically for a price, you can get a hold of this shit and put some bird shit and in your take veins. It yourself. Yeah. 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 And take some bird shit. Yeah. You get some bird <laughs> shit to give you powers. Mix some bird shit in there. Yeah. I'll drink it up. That's a callback to another episode <laughs> that you have to now. <laughs> download and listen to if you want to get that joke <laughs> um yeah so they basically it seems like that's the theme of this like people are taking this uh what is it called i don't remember what it's called
2: the it fucking wasn't the serum like v something
1: yeah i can't remember what it was called whatever yeah, it's called it was serum. called something and now they're compound taking V. It.
0: compound v that's oh. it
1: yes Fuck that's I when remember. you see That's it's like two vaginas
0: Uh, they're interwoven
1: yes
2: uh compound this way yes
0: uh anthony what do you think it's violent it's sweary it's bloody that looks
2: fine Uh, to be honest i didn't know that it was i didn't even know that this was coming out so it kind of caught me off guard i think i'm sure it'll be good i'm sure there's gonna be just like any show there'll be good episodes and bad episodes it's kind of like as you mentioned star wars visions what thing yeah they were like yeah. a also kind of like a marvel what if you know we it's just we're going into animation we're going to tell these kind of different stories and this one they're going full out with different creators and voice actors and all that stuff so i'm sure it'll be fine i think overall i, I like the boys at the in, and it's also the guys behind invincible i think are part of this yeah they're
0: yeah so that's like all good stuff yeah.
2: i think just but candidly there's only like so many universes i can get into yeah and to kind of dive into this and potentially um you know get upon an expanded boys universe i just don't know if i have the um yeah it's a good the uh the 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 stamina for it the bandwidth yeah Yeah. but i'm sure it'll be good and if someone says it's good enough and imran makes me watch it i'll watch it
0: i mean the the nice thing is they are short episodes it's gonna be a quick watch but you're right there's every IP need to be expanded does every universe actually need to be expanded at such a rate they're doing it with Lord of the Rings now you're gonna see a lot of that shit yeah this looks great because you notice some of the creators are like Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen Justin Roiland you notice clear uh, Rick and Morty style animation and then there's some like really dope anime like really well rendered animation uh, then you got Aquafina. Garth Ennis wrote one so I'm curious because he's the creator um I'm curious
1: what that's going to be. It seems like it's uh, 12 to 14 minutes, eight episodes. I can't do math, but it sounds like uh, what three hours? No, I well, I think you may be oh, a little uh, that's a little uh, over. I think it's wait how long?
2: How many episodes?
1: If they're 12 uh, to 14 episodes, minutes, so let's do 13 times eight. Yeah. yeah, and that is 100. That's 104 minutes. Yeah, so. hour, like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Not three hours. Half of what you thought it was. That's a movie length.
0: So it's like the well, length I was, of one when movie. I did
1: the first calculation, I used 15 minutes. and s- I rounded to 15. So 15 times four, that's two hours, right? So yeah. No, it's an hour. No, I'm saying two, by, if you do eight, that's two hours. So I, hours, I said yeah. three for some reason.
0: But then you said oh. three hours. Yeah. Making my head
2: hurt. <laughs> I just wanted uh, to pad it out. Anyway, you're supposed to be good at this stuff. You're a math guy, right? (laughs) I'm not. Now that you've
1: said that, that, now that you've taken the average and it's what, an hour? It's 104 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch that. You can yeah,
2: sit down like, on that. Yeah. I say that I could watch that, but I never actually sat down and watched Talking Robots or Chicken or whatever the hell that <laughs> oh, is. Oh,
0: yeah. Love, Death, and Robots this is yeah, very yeah. good, too. It, and which which Wars, you
2: guys said was very easy watches.
0: I love these anime anthologies, whether it's Star Wars or that sci-fi or this one. Like uh, It's a lot of fun, and you get a lot of different perspectives. Did you watch
1: Arcane? I forgot. Did you watch that, Anthony? I did. See, we reviewed it. All right.
0: We talked didn't about we? it.
1: We didn't review it officially, oh. but we did talk about it
0: once everybody watched it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I, Anyways, I what, let's get into
0: m- more numbers. I wanted to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Should I add these? Yes, add <laughs> these numbers too. Because this <laughs> fucking movie is still in the theater. It's still making money. Uh, it's currently domestic, $771 million. Just domestic, Right. Uh, Add another 1.6 million international. It's sitting at 1.8 billion dollars.
1: Billions,
0: 1.8 billion. It is now domestically the third biggest movie and past Avatar with that new domestic gross, which is fucking crazy. So it's the number three. It's still like number six of all time international. It could hit two billion. You know why? Because there's rumors they are going to re-release an extended cut. Mm. In the theaters this March Delaying the the digital download And the physical download And the movie going anywhere They're going to have to wait It's still out still making money If they do this It will get my money again If it comes out They're saying March 11th If it comes out with extended footage I will go see this Okay What about you guys Would you go again To see it, they did this with uh, Far From Home. What are they putting in there
1: that I gotta see? I
0: I don't know. I didn't go see the Far From Home
1: extended. Is it like more like banter? Like it's yours right in the crotch. Mine does a little bit. Mine more giving wedgies a little bit more than the crotch.
0: More of the three Spider Men hanging out together.
1: I'll go back. I will go back for that. Or a new.
0: Remember how the post credit scene was the uh, Doctor Strange trailer? Now that the trailer's out, they can add a new post credit scene with something else crazy. Is that worth it?
2: Maybe. I've seen this movie I think 3 times in wow. the theater so yeah. I probably won't go see it if it gets re-released. You've done the Lord's work already.
0: I've yeah, I've contributed. You've contributed. But fuck this movie just keeps making money. Uh Tom Holland just had another movie come out this past weekend. The Unfarted. I mean uncharted.
3: Uh, yes. video, video game Christ. movie. Say These how do your mother one?
0: <laughs> Say yes. Michael Hawke talking to goats. Hey goat, how are you? Hi, chicken. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go uh, <laughs> look at some pirate ships? Yeah. yeah. Here's where the uncharted has landed at opening weekend. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is sitting at forty percent critics rating, five point three out of ten. Okay, ninety percent audience score. Hmm. Uh, so, and as far as the money, uh, opening weekend, it made a respectable forty-three million dollars. So it's made fifty-one million domestic opening four day president's day weekend whatever 139 million worldwide i it's not i guess it's not bad i mean it's
2: not no yeah from what i've read it's actually pretty decent it's it might be might be uh might be good enough to get a green light for a second movie
0: yeah i it opened at number one uh and i've heard uh mixed reviews i've heard if you go in with low expectations you'll love it but largely uh people saying it's not good i don't know you know, know
1: nathan uh they call Pirate's what? Treasure Booty, you know that?
0: That's my Mark what Wahlberg.
1: Is- <laughs> booty.
0: Yeah, I have no interest in actually watching this stuff, so that That was that's the worst the
1: Mark Wahlberg impression ever done, and uh <laughs> I, you, you can thank me later. It's fine. Lame. <laughs> thank you, Rugboy.
0: Uh I just think it's
2: interesting that like
0: the Tom Holland star power is it do you think this is working for it right now? But after the Spider Man with this, Yeah, 50 of course. Million? I think
2: that's that's definitely gotta be there's gotta be a little bit of residual. Also is a wildly popular game. It is very popular. So yeah, I mean I I, I was prepared for this to be an unmitigated disaster. Right? So for yeah. that the fact that it's did okay and it seems like they might have a sequel on their hands, a franchise
1: Cool. The movie has its critics, people who play the game, blah blah blah. They have it so, but I think if you go into it as like a popcorn movie that's completely divorced from the source material, it's probably about as enjoyable as like that movie that came out, Red Notice or something like that, where it's just like a you know adventure. The one we reviewed, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, potentially we, we
1: thought it was a shitty movie, but we were entertained by it,
2: right? So. Yeah, and I think they're making a sequel to that.
1: Yeah, so. but I think it's a it goes along the same lines. It's like yeah. it's got stunts, it's got intrigue, it's got people constantly fucking stabbing each other in the back. It's got Fire all that chips. stuff, and I didn't even see it. Yeah, and in big names
2: in, in tropical settings that that seems to be the the thing that gets people. You got big name actors, and you put them in yeah, put the rock in, in the jungle, the tropical spots. Everyone's yeah. gonna come see it. <laughs> put the yeah. rock in the jungle. Now you got this one, you got Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg who are just physically horribly miscast as yes. these characters. <laughs> but I guess it's doing all right. I don't it's, know. It's, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. If if other franchi- if other there's other movies besides Marvel making money, then that's cool. It's good for all movies. Uh, Which is good that, like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's not complete dog shit. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it. Yeah. But it's good to see... Movie theaters are able to make money off of other movies besides just MCU. It's probably just going to be event IP stuff, as we talk about. It's all about, because but, of
0: Spider Man getting people back in the theaters. I'm telling you, you have Spider Man. It
2: it's Godzilla versus Kong. It started don't, don't you with dare
0: Godzilla.
2: take I'm, away the credit from who the king really is. That was Mar- That was during the pandemic in March. Was, I'm almost a year ago today
0: yeah. yeah
1: it'll be a year
2: soon I, than when i we went to about.
0: the
1: theater i was fearing for my life of getting sick <laughs> from remember fucking how, corona how
0: different it was
1: just a year ago today if you're like should we go i was like I see this? eight seats from the next person yeah. and
2: i was just like oh shit someone but people were like i'm gonna risk my life to see, <laughs> to see a giant lizard yes. face off against a giant ape
0: <laughs> it's amazing and they did it they were brave yeah. individuals who survived you are heroes
2: Yeah, there's a certain segment of our fandom that just can't accept that that movie did very well. (laughs) No, I'm not taking any shots at anybody. You know, I'm taking a shot or two.
0: Uh, Wait, last (laughs) bit about Spider-Man No Way Home (laughs) update. Remember, we talked about the Oscars and they're doing the uh, fan voted Oscar fan favorite movie. Yes, that's a joke. And I thought this was to make Spider-Man No Way Home, to give it something, to give it some uh, acknowledgement. Ah, uh, guess, turns out, guess which movie is in the lead in this yeah. fan favorite fucking thing? Clifford. Don't believe that. Clifford the Big Red Dog, right? It's not Clifford. Mm. It's not Spider-Man No Way Home.
2: I clicked on the article, so I can't.
0: It is uh, hmm. a movie called Cinderella from Prime
1: Video starring Camilla Cabello. Cabello? How do you say um, your name? That's, oh, that's box poison. No, I'm kidding. That's when you have a case of a very popular pop star. Starring in a movie, and uh, that fan base is uh, pretty active.
2: That being said, I still don't believe you don't that believe that's, that's actually. Epic. I don't believe that Cinderella is getting outvoted or is is outvoting Spider Man: No Way Home. That's crazy. It is another Spider Man: No Way Home is was a pop culture event.
0: I didn't this even know movie? Cinderella existed. Yes, I'm like who brought it up. I didn't know that either. That's why I was surprised. I was like, "What?" I thought it was going to be something at least I recognized And I'm like, "Fucking Cinderella! It is another Sony picture." So do you picture. think that there's
1: political machinations going on here?
0: No, you know what? It doesn't matter what, what
1: the is. votes say. They could just give it to whoever at the end. Ooh.
0: Just give it to Spider Man, like whatever.
2: There's no. There's no. There's no way so to count stupid. this. There's no trophy. You don't even win either.
0: There's no trophy. It's just a fucking thing. So you could say Spider Man, your MTV Movie Award. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's People's Choice it becomes People's Choice popular movie. Anyway, I thought that I was like Cinder. What is this fucking Cinderella movie? Uh, yeah, people are weird. Uh, listener, if you want some cool podcast merch from the Jock and Nerd Podcast, visit our T Public Shop, JockandNerd dot com slash shop. will get you there, Jock Nerd. And you can get Rug Boy on your chest or on your cell phone case or on a mug or you get our old logo or our new logo. Bunch of tees, hoodies, uh, lots of fun stuff, tank tops. Check it out, Jocketer.com. dot com shop. Last thing in the news is some photos from the set of the Batgirl movie, giving us a really good look. And I don't know if this is Michael Keaton or a stunt double, but it is the Keaton Batman suit and how they've kind of updated it and tweaked it. Uh, and I just like this gave me geek boner because geek boner. The whole thing I'm hearing. I, you want a geek boner? I'm just like, I don't know what they're doing with Batman and the DCEU. Did you guys buy your tickets, by the way, for the Batman? I did. Yeah,
1: me too. Oh, I still did not. I should do it.
2: How was the theater when you bought your tickets, Anthony? Like, did it? I didn't buy it for our group, so I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, but I'll be, I'm ready. I have I I requested the monies from you. Yeah, no, I know. I was just wondering, like, if it was all sold out when you I don't were know. buying we, we're, we're doing a nine o'clock, so. 9 p.m okay on a thursday yeah
0: yeah it's a three-hour movie i'm like you're not you don't want to go to the midnight showing for fuck's sake no no <laughs> i'm no. seeing it the 7 p.m on that on that thursday fucking psyched for that movie it's short coming out two weeks but the whole thing about ben affleck batman in the flash and rumors of like they're gonna erase him he's done how they get rid of him is this michael keaton batman gonna be the main Batman in this continuity that shows up in, in the Peacemaker finale we'll talk about. It's very confusing. There were some people there that weren't there. Uh so getting a look at this Michael Man, King. Man, you suit. just
2: spoiled the finale just trying to describe someone else. Yeah, whatever. People have seen it. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> all over the internet, you fuckers. Everybody right. knows at this point. Uh but what well, how does the suit look like? What do you guys think of the suit? Does it bring back any eighty nine Batman? I'm nostalgia? pretty
1: sure that this is a stunt suit.
0: It's probably a stunt double, but got the yellow he's got the yellow symbol
1: if you ever see a stunt suit it's usually more ill-fitting than the uh the actual like worn on actor suit because they fit that shit so it doesn't wrinkle it doesn't ever fucking crease it's like they fucking tailor that shit to the nth degree and this looks like a little like slack and baggy and they don't want that to be like that on camera so i think it's definitely a stunt man but it looks pretty cool um it definitely. The first thing you think of is you know the original eighty nine Batman when you see it. It doesn't uh, like look that crazy. The the belt is black. That's the biggest thing that I notice. So it's just a little bit more baggy in general for some reason. It it is baggy,
2: wrinkly. Yeah, I I when I saw it I was like holy shit! Like that old Batman is back, and Keaton doesn't probably just because you can see his chin, but. Keaton looks like he's filling that, and he looks young in that. He does, know. if that's him. And, well, well, the only thing that was strange to me, though, as I'm as I'm looking at these, is is this is on the set of Batgirl, right? And you have J.K. Simmons there.
0: Yep, as Gordon.
2: Yeah, as Gordon, who yeah. was the Gordon, as you mentioned, in the Snyderverse with Ben Affleck. So I'm just wondering how this all connects. Yes, how we have
1: yes Burton's
2: Batman. Yes. With Snyder's, Snyder's Jim Gordon, Gordon yes. and in Batgirl.
0: In Batgirl. And there's also a Matt Reeves, James Gordon, who's a completely different person. This is where things start well, to That
2: movie isn't, is not is a part of anything yeah, right
0: now. Yeah, but is it, though? If you still need a main Batman in this continuity, who's your main Batman if you're getting rid of supposedly getting rid of Batgirl. Well, it's going to be Batgirl. So you're not going to have a Batman. It will well, be... that was the
2: rumor we talked about a while ago, was that Batgirl and... Supergirl, we're going to be the new oh,
0: right, 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 right.
2: Uh, world's finest. Yeah,
0: oh, and we're going to see Supergirl in the Flash movie also.
2: Yeah, they're going to kind of do a little flippy do.
0: That's maybe okay. So that could be, that could be what they're doing. Yeah,
2: it is very cool though because we we don't see it in the Flash trailer. We just hear it, right? But to see the that old Bat logo yeah. with the yellow, I love it. Is, is it's I love
0: it. Get nice over. little
2: kick. Absolutely, reminds me of being fucking thirteen all over. it. When you were singing uh, Prince in your underwear? That's right. I painted I painted half my face
0: white when yeah. I was doing the bat dance. <laughs>
2: yeah. Half naked. Oh, you, you weren't white then.
0: Oh, no, I was white. I, I had to paint, paint my myself. other side brown yeah, yeah, yeah. to look like the fucking Prince guy. The double <laughs> cape on one side, purple seat on the other, singing bat dance. What could be better? <laughs> Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds.
2: Lawrence. So good. I remember walking into your office and you, you started playing that and then you started singing
0: it. Oh, hell, there's a new king in town.
2: <laughs> this guy's singing. You right singing like, Party
0: Man? I was singing Party Man and Bat Dance. I was like, remember this shit? Bat Dance? This is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did the Batusi in the office, you know, and I did a little 70s dance. It was great. Were you on your, like, ball that you sit on? I was bouncing on my ball with a. Wolverine Claws and Thor's Hammer and Bat Cowl. It was very confusing. You guys
1: are not gonna get a better podcast host than Imran. <laughs> Look at what the shit that he's up to. <laughs>
0: That's what I feel <laughs> like. This is what people it come just to never me for stops. There's
1: so many they things. Know. They know. Okay. All we're right.
0: gonna stop here for now. Wait, Take I got a break. I got yeah. an update. Yeah. Oh, how do you say it?
2: It's new. Or neotle. So we were close. We were, we were close. The, the LA is Lay. Pronounced lay, lay. But the N H U T is pronounced like N like, G Oot. But this G is silent, so it's Newt lay. Newt lay. Newt lay newt. I believe.
0: So they'd be like, what's up, Newt? Newt lay. Ooh. Newt lay. Newt lay. We, lay. Were so- <laughs> <laughs> we were close with Nutley. We were close. That's absolutely wrong. Ah. Newt lay, New Jersey, coming to you live. Uh, okay, I'm glad we got clarification on that. It was bugging me. I can sleep now. Thank you. Tell your friend, thank you. Uh, We'll take a break here. Play some promos. Come back and dig into the season finale of Peacemaker right after this.
2: After these messages,
0: we'll be
3: right back. Be on America. Your organization's terrible. Hey, guys. This is Jason Dutch with Digging America Podcast, and I'm here with... Big hops. Do you have and to say your name so weird? <laughs> How do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also here with Mikey Famine The extrusor excuser Do it over (laughs) No, it's staying No, it's staying the way it is Because this is the way the show is (laughs) Big on America here We explore how American history, policies And sometimes even our pop culture Created the social and political issues Facing Americans today Uh, A little bit about us I'm your resident
1: brother of the league (laughs) (laughs) I love America so much That I demand she be better Through constant criticism and protest Thank you
3: And uh, in your Obama voice mikey um, i don't like obama
2: of course you don't you also don't like bathing and healthy meals what day on america is is it's a healthy criticism of a country
3: we <laughs> america's already perfect you should know we're perfect just like my hands
2: well, I mean, a lot of people might say that. But those people probably haven't gone to school or brushed their teeth today. So um <laughs> we're going to ignore them. But yeah, check out our show. It's unbeholden to any um, corporate overlords, except for Jay-Z, the Bilderberg yeah.
3: Foundation. George Soros sponsored. George America. Soros. The Clinton yeah. Foundation. Absolutely. And uh let's not forget Emotep. <laughs> You can check out our website, digonamerica.com. You can check out all of our audio. We're on every single fucking audio podcast app there is out there, Pandora, Spotify, etc. Subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DOA podcast. Hopefully, you'll listen to the show, guys. I won't. Go fuck I- yourself. Dig on America. Doc Enter.
0: Listener, if you're a joy, the show, if you are a fan of this very podcast, join our fan club, visit jockinnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock nerd. And uh you can support the show, and the show keeps coming out, and you will feel like you are a producer, part of the show. Huge thank you this week to our latest $10 a month supporter, Trenton Smith. Yeah! Like, oh, yeah. Shit! <laughs> oh. And, oh, T-Money, T-Smith coming through. Uh, with a, Big money. Big money, thank you Great tier T-Money now gets to enjoy An exclusive podcast feed That has bonus content, the shows come out Early, for example When the Batman comes out I The minute I get out of the theater I'll get in my car, I'll fire up my phone I'll record my instant thoughts, you're gonna hear that On the Patreon, before we do our review All three of us, if they remember They will do it too, but that's the kind of fun stuff You get, and Trenton gets to hang out with us every month on Discord, since we do a Patreon-only Discord. This month's Discord hangout is this week. It is tomorrow, as the show posts Thursday, February 24th. Oh, Jesus. Eight, eight, 8 p.m. Central America time. I mean, Central time.
2: Chicago time. Well, I have an announcement. You're not going to be there. I'm not gonna be there. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's all right. Uh who might be there? I uh, extend Delahour might show up again. Dope Pope might show up again. Ooh. I've extended it. They they had a good time last time. Uh, and our usual crew of uh, Discord Hangouts. It's always fun. It's too late for
1: Bilotti to show us.
0: That's the thing I want. Next time Bilotti is on hiatus, we are going to get him into that month's Discord. He, I think he would be a blast to hang out with on the Discord. Okay, cool. Ranting and raving it would be hilarious. So sign up for the Patreon. And if you don't miss this month, you get next month. We're doing it every month. Joggernerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to uh, Peacemaker, the finale. It's over. Episode 8, Peacemaker finale. Here is your spoiler alerts. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. <whistles> this episode titled It's Cow or Never. Is that a song? Is that a Roy Orbison song? Mm. It's Now or Never?
1: Well, uh, a lot of people did it. A lot a of it. did, did it. Classic, yes.
0: It's Cow or Never. Uh, of course, the whole show written and this one, this episode directed and written by James Gunn. Uh, Before we dive into the show, HBO did announce that it had the uh, biggest single-day performance, the finale, for any HBO Max original series and got 44% more viewers than the premiere. So by the end of this thing, this thing picked up almost half as many more viewers. Uh, And also, James Gunn announced uh, on the same day He's engaged to Jennifer Holland. I, th- oh. I thought they were already married. They I were thought they were married,
1: married, too. Yeah, no. They were not married. No.
0: But he put a ring on it. Good
1: for him. Yeah. <laughs> what was he waiting for this whole time?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he was like,
1: but, he, he's like, I got the upper hand in this. I'm the director. But then he put her in the thing. He's like, oh, shit. I would I like to direct your
0: finger into
1: the screen. I gotta fucking put a ring on yeah. this i don't know you think that's funny he, that, he does it right after the show co- premieres you don't think that's a weird thing no one wants I like to say that he, anything because it's very uncomfortably I like that, true
2: that's right i like that he like he said it and then he we didn't laugh and he's like wait no you don't think that's funny <laughs> you don't think that's weird <laughs> everybody
1: awkwardly just shuts the fuck up <laughs> no one's thinking that
2: <laughs> it's just uh it's interesting timing. Yeah, for sure. definitely. A, yeah, you just flaunted how how hot your wife is. Yeah, for eight episodes or whatever hell amount, and then he locked it down.
1: Well, it. this um, this woman is now on everyone's radar, right? Yeah, people yeah. are talking about. Oh, this person should have been. Uh, Mockingbird. This person should be Black Canary or whatever any fucking bird-related superhero that there is. Put some bird shit in there. Yeah, put some bird shit in it. And uh, so yeah, she's getting brought up for all these other things. So it's like, and uh, I'm sure that um, that's great for her. I mean,
0: she can do action. You know, she's proven that she's got the kind of chops to make it look good. But uh, uh, anyways, Anthony, this time for the finale, instead of doing the plot, I think we just break down the big moments. So much fucking crazy shit happens. What You want to start at the beginning? Of the plot of this? Yeah, and just catch us up what happened last episode.
2: Well, at the end of the last episode, Peacemaker kills his dad. Oh! And they have to, they're basically on a race against the clock because they have to take out this cow. Because the cow is the food source for these butterflies before the butterflies are able to teleport the cow to an unknown location. And will never be able to get this cow again. They also we'll find we lost Murn as well. They don't, we did lose Murn, yeah, no anymore. more Murn. Murn. So now, that the team is basically trying to, I mean, the whole point of this is they're trying to kill the cow before the clock runs out. While doing that, they're also working through the inner turmoils that they all have with one another. Just most specifically, Adebayo and Peacemaker's, or Adebayo's betrayal of Peacemaker's friendship, so. That's basically the
0: episode. And that's kind of where it starts is, uh, you know, they're still bickering, but we have fart jokes, which make everything better. I thought the opening fart joke gag was hilarious. (laughs) What what was the gag? What was the gag again? So she's trying to apologize, and he just starts going, (laughs) and then Vigilante starts doing it, and then he pulls his leg up, and then at one point, Vigilante's eating the farts, and then he's farting. He pantomimes eating the farts, and it's just so silly and so fucking funny. I thought Ruggs would appreciate that. Part joke humor, Ruggs, right? Good. good I think had
1: track. the volume way down, so I got I didn't no, get didn't the impact.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they bring up in the beginning, you know, it's this is also about the vow he made, as we learned, uh when he accidentally killed his brother, when he was forced to fight his brother from his dad, uh, that he because of that, he's taken on this dumbass vow and Autobio questions him on it. Makes him think about it. And she also tries to
1: call in the Justice League. She's calling caller. Don't like, you think hey, that's a weird vow to make after you kill your brother? It is a weird vow to it's make It's like not really related. there wasn't there should have been a little bit more content to that. Like his brother died because of peace being refused to be made, but I don't know. It's just weird.
2: Yeah. It is a weird I'm I all I want is peace. I mean, I guess as a kid, you don't really understand things. So you think peace means everyone will just get along.
0: And he's still a big kind of man child, right? He hasn't didn't yeah, really advance past out. that until like the end of this episode where you do see growth. So he has a little bit of growth. But yeah, he's just he's the a child's idea of like a superhero, really just as a child. And so they're at the barn and we got more helmets, which are fun. There's a he says there's an underwater helmet. The scabies helmet is there. But then, most importantly, the anti gravity helmet and the sonic boom helmet and the human torpedo helmet. Lots of helmets. But I thought it was hilarious how they lose the anti gravity helmet right away. That's
1: out of the picture. Yeah, man. Eagle tries to do it and he's like, fuck. <laughs> that fucking was fucks fucking it
2: up. Great. <laughs> That one, yeah. I legitimately, when they when he picks it up and Harcourt's just oh, doubting it like, the entire time. Oh
0: my God, it's going to happen. And he's
2: picked it up and they got the music yeah. where it's just like, he's going to do this. And it's, just, and it's this amazing thing. And then he just veers sideways and drops it randomly.
0: <laughs> he's like, I knew he didn't understand shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's like, what the
0: fuck? So yeah, confirmation eagerly had no idea what anybody was telling him the whole time. <laughs> he did hug him twice though. So that's funny. That was hilarious. So, and then another great moment. They go look for the helmet, and I love how they did this. Peacemaker killed Augie last episode, but he's not gone. He's in his fucking head. Chris is seeing the ghost of his dad, a uh, haunt him and still taunt him, and he still has to kill him as a ghost. Uh, I, I thought uh, that that was great.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of actually the next season. Yeah. Spoiler alert: It's been renewed. It has been renewed. Is that he, even though he's gotten rid of his dad and grown in terms of finally acknowledging that his dad was the one that really killed his brother and that's been the guy that's kind of made him kind of fucked up, even killing him, though, it shows he still isn't fully out of the grasp of yeah. his dad. And his dad's influence is still there.
1: It's really early. I mean, this just happened. Like, it's going to be really raw for a while before he can actually yeah. move on. And. Just because the person who's giving you all the trauma is gone doesn't mean that the trauma is just all of a sudden going to disappear. It's going to take Absolutely. a while. Absolutely,
0: That's so, why I love it. It's like it makes sense. He he would be haunted. And he it, it's not just as simple as shooting him in the head. Uh, so I love that they did that. So the plan is to get the Sonic Boom helmet into the barn. And Economos dresses up as a guard. And makes it halfway down the stairs. And sees the fucking... Cow, slug, and freaks the fuck out and drops it. And I love it. He's like, no kaijus, no more kaijus. <laughs> Refer- <laughs> referencing the suicide squad. Right. Uh, that Starro. was. Starro. Starro, right. Uh, uh, so on his way out, though, Steve Agee has a great, vulnerable, emotional moment. Like he's been really funny as a but he had this emotional moment where the guy questions him about his beard. And now he is in a position that he has to tell them the truth. And it's almost like he kind of wants to get it off his chest. And everyone's listening. And he's
2: just a loser, yeah.
0: That he's just a loser and he does dye his beard. He's never had a girlfriend. He thought it would make him have more friends. And then he got lazy and used the cheap dye. And I love this because peace. you see Peacemaker's reaction. Like he feels bad about the shit he's been giving him uh, this whole time. But that was a great fucking... Real moment there. James Gunn is so good at these, like, it's crazy over the top violet, and then
1: there's a fucking real emotional I think moment. that that's personal because you could see that James Gunn stopped dyeing his hair because he went from like being like a dark haired dude to all he's of a sudden white. being jet, like jet white. I don't know if they, <laughs> he's, he's like what I probably look white. like. He's yeah. He's got a white beard like me now. It's crazy. So, yeah, he might have gone through the same thing. And so that was probably like a personal effect. And that's great writing when you could take something of your life and actually put it there. I'm just making this connection, but like I don't that's know if not, it's true. Yeah,
0: no, that, no, he pulls a lot of things from from his life, which is why his writing is always, it, it works, it connects. Autobio sets off the sonic boom. The thing's got like three or four charges. It does level the fucking barn, takes down a lot of the butterflies, and this amazing action scene as vigilante Amelia Harcourt and uh, Pe- Peacemaker with a shield. Go in guns blazing. It's super violent. Did you guys enjoy this action scene? A lot of slicing, dicing, a lot of arms flying in the air.
2: I did enjoy it. I thought, you know, obviously it's a big scene where they're able to just kind of show off and they're playing the music. The only thing, again, I did enjoy it. The only thing is the first episode establishes these, these butterflies as like very formidable people. And superhuman
1: strength oh,
0: and shit. Yeah,
2: that's true. And then you've got, yeah, they're superhuman, and you've got them. I can I can take the 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 gun fire, but at some point you have them just killing them with knives and swords and shit. And I just thought that these these butterflies were much faster than them and stronger. Yeah, like Peacemaker really easy. had
1: a problem. He had to use the sonic boom on that that crazy
2: yeah. curly it was banging. He
1: explode her, yeah, and then she exploded.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I do love the one one move where he throws the shield up in the air and then shoots it into the guy's neck. That's great, great use of the shield. the The choreography was dope, and they're playing the theme song, which also got me pumped. I was like, "Fuck yeah, get him!" There was this moment at one point on this attack where Vigilante and Amelia Hardcore are down. I thought she was fucking dead. A butterfly is about to go into her mouth, and oh my god, fucking Audubon! two guns comes out this just fucking shooting everyone i was so proud of her especially with the two <laughs> guns and she goes i'm made for this shit and finally gets the balls to fucking kill some motherfuckers
2: <laughs> it was great well she's the whole the whole thing around this episode is she's trying to prove that she's part of the team so she, of course she's gonna she's gotta step she's up do what it takes right she's gotta step up I, my my favorite part or one of there's actually numerous favorite parts well, one of my favorite parts is when Economos decides to jump in. Yes, right after that. Trips over yes. something and just fucking breaks oh, his femur. He he's like,
0: what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> he goes, what the, what fuck? the fuck? You see his bone is sticking out. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking John Economos can't catch a break. Also, before they are like, Adebayo, you got to stay here because you're our only hope. And he's like, what the fuck am I? He's standing right there. <laughs> no, he hasn't said about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so out of bio she's got the human torpedo helmet on Peacemaker went down and the fucking stairs collapsed he's pinned down she's going to look for him and they I like they made it look like she was digging him out yeah
2: that's a nice little fake
0: right but it wasn't out of bio it was fucking golf Sonia pulls Peacemaker out of the rubble and then they tussle and she's throwing him around like just fucking launching him into the wall uh, and out of bio, human torpedoes herself into the side of a cave. Oh, <laughs> I thought she was dead. I was like, that should kill you. That Your neck is broken. That would be great if she was <laughs> she dead. That, that,
2: dead. One, it, that, that I found funny, too. He's just like, I, I knew she shouldn't have done that. He's like, no. What does he say? He's like, don't use that one. It's a mistake. Yeah. If you can't. No, no, but after she does it, yeah. he's like, her I, I told her not,
0: not to do that. I was like, how do you not snap your neck after that? <laughs> human torpedo. And, and then, finally, we get to some information. She stops. She's got Peacemaker up on the wall. Sonia. Sonia. Yeah, Goff. Sonia has him up on the wall. And she's like, I don't want to fight you. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to show you what the fuck's going on. Just follow me. He, see, he gets to see the cow for real. And what does what is the real deal, Anthony? What's going on here?
2: So, the butterflies... Basically, in their planet, they made a bunch of bad decisions like humans and their planet with nature, and they went it went sideways. And they came here, and they found a planet that was suitable for them to live on. Other than the fact that they needed that cow because of food, they couldn't eat that, and they realized humans are making the same mistakes they did. Nope. Not you know valuing the science and global warming, and basically Sonia go- or uh, Golf Sonia goes on a rant that I think James Gunn's probably wanted to go on. Like a,
1: yeah oh yeah it's definitely politically yeah, motivated a, and definitely from a
2: very 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 uh left liberal trust the science rant that the, she goes on you know especially the part where she's like minor like minor inconveniences or as like assaults on your freedom yeah assaults on the yes. freedoms or something like that i was like oh my god um,
1: <laughs> well, yeah that one felt like
2: it, it was did, it didn't work with that, that one felt like it was like oh this is good this is very personal to you profit yeah. over survival she says but but anyways, they she they go on that rant, and the butterflies are seeing that everyone's making those mistakes, and they've made a vow. Yes, here's to the vow. protect humans by taking over people in government, so that our planet doesn't end up like theirs. No
0: matter how many lives it costs. Just like his vow.
2: Yeah, and so they and she wants Peacemaker to join them because they need three hands to basically flip a switch, pull the flip. Yeah, yeah switch. Shut up and run. They need to flip the switch so that they could transport this cow somewhere else and as imran was interjecting <laughs> they believe that peacemaker will help them because peacemaker first was nice to goff when she was in a jar yeah, he yeah. whatever goff is and peacemaker's whole thing is he will kill any man woman or child for peace and this is kind of like a, a roundabout way of achieving peace by peace. just ex- ensuring the existence of humanity she goes be the peacemaker Right.
0: And now fuck, I love this. He's faced with this choice, with a huge choice. Get peace, but he's he, that will involve sacrificing his friends' lives and removing free choice from everyone. Drugs,
1: what do you think about this huge huge choice and the the choice he actually does make? Well, he, he says activate human torpedo and then Atabayo goes into <laughs> the fucking giant thing. That was fucking funny. And, uh, and uh she was like, Oh shit, uh, and she got like the raw end of the deal. She was like, inside this fucking <laughs> thing. Like, when she
2: fuck? when she's yeah, when she splatters and goes, What the fuck? <laughs> great. She's covered
1: in grease yeah,
3: from the cow. Great.
2: So
1: like yeah, he makes the call to do it. And I think that the reason why he did is I think that um at that point he had to decide about like because then it then this whole family that he just kind of developed would be for nothing. Yeah, they'd all be dead. So, like, uh, he joined, He didn't want to join them. He wanted to, you know, cultivate what he, he just, this team that he was starting to feel really comfortable with and feel like, you know, at home with. So, they were he went, he went through some shit with yeah. these people and he didn't want to let them down. And I think that they were working towards, even if they found out, like, the first thing Adebayo says is, like, at least we should be the masters of our own fate. Like, we don't have to worry about, these people tell you. it's kind of weird because James Gunn delivers this kind of like political speech, but it's through the bad guy right. that wants to fix the world through controlling everybody. So that's kind of, kind like, of a like, Th-
0: it's like a Thanos.
1: So, yeah. So it's kind of like a weird, uh, you know, weird game that's going on here. And, and I like it because, you know, it has multiple levels to it and it can be seen as in different directions. So I do like it.
2: I, I got a, a perspective on it as well. Because it's obviously the 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 crux of the series, right? It falls on this, um, as as Rugs mentioned, Peacemaker decides to kill the the cow, doesn't actually kill Goff, right? He lets Goff go, lets Goff live, yeah, okay. But you know, basically ends the the existence of the butterflies on Earth. So there's two things here. There's, as Rugs mentioned, there's that political statement prior, but. For me, it sounded like James Gunn through this series is saying, you know, we are kind of fucking up. Humanity's fucking up. This world is really fucked up, and we're not doing the right things. But ultimately, it's still our choice. We still, even if we, we're we fucking up the world, that's our choice yeah. to do that. And you have to let humans do that. If we're going to do it, we, it's it's you can't have so, an overlord telling us, what to do and not to do it's still free choice yeah along with that is the crux of what peacemaker was trying to evolve from so as mentioned he was trying to he at first he was all about peace and by any means necessary and at the end of the suicide squad as they showed in the first episode he was so for peace that he kills flag yeah who's he would have considered a friend yeah but he was doing it in the name of peace and he's never gotten over that. And he's realized that he can't just kill indiscriminately for peace. So when he's faced with the decision again, they, I think they even showed a clip of him killing flag yeah, again, yeah. running through his mind. Yeah. And he's like, I can't kill my friends again. I can't it's do gross. it. So I'm not the, I'm peacemaker, but I'm not the peacemaker that I was before. So it's it's a, it's a it's the it's the evolution of him getting over the fact that he killed his friend Flag in the Suicide Squad.
0: It's a it's great character growth and development is what it is. Cause, also, because he
2: kills Flag to protect the Deep State, yeah. and in this one he has another opportunity to protect a different version of the Deep State. Right. He doesn't, and he
0: do, doesn't, it. doesn't yeah. do it. Fuck! It's so good. It was so layered, and I really did just love thinking about like. Yeah, on the one hand, they can fix everything, but it won't be our choice, but it'll be for our own right. good. But on the other hand, we should be able to have the choices to fuck up. And Right, uh, you should have
2: the choice to fuck up. And it
0: surprised me. I mean, I knew he was going to kill the cow, but for a second I was like, oh shit, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? But the growth on this character you see is is so great. Uh And then we're not even done with the big fucking surprises. Here we go. We get another slow motion James Gunn team walking shot, except uh, Peacemaker's carrying Hardcourt because she's hurt and dying. And the motherfucking Justice League shows up. Oh, shit. Geek boner. What the fuck? You see. Not all of them. Not all of them. You see four. You see silhouettes of Superman floating in the air, the Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman clearly and this is my favorite line of the whole episode when chris goes you're late you fucking dickheads that he just walked by them the disrespect because they are late and then as he passes by Aquaman, he goes go fuck another fish asshole <laughs> okay so and then and then barry goes, and it's momoa and it's ezra miller and momoa right. goes i am so sick of that rumor and barry goes it's not a rumor and, and Aquaman just goes, "Fuck you, Barry! Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, shit!" He let him swear. This is the DCEU cameo. Uh there. This was this was wild. I don't know. Was anybody expecting this? I wasn't. No, I, I was not. Did you need four of them to stop this? You could have just gotten one. Superman would have taken yeah. care of everything. Really?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I was surprised, but a pleasant surprise. I know it. And when when they showed up, I thought of this earlier. An earlier episode we had reviewed where you were basically saying this is in a might be in an alternate DC yeah, universe, no, but it's not. No. It's in the the main continuity that we know of. Yeah, so it is. It was fun, and then and, and was very unexpected to see Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller show up on an HBO Max show. <laughs> Holy
0: shit, that was wild!
2: Apparently, clearly Gal Gadot and, and Henry Cavill though are
0: not yeah, there. Yeah, no, those were stand-ins. Apparently. There there was a stand in for Batman and Cyborg were supposed to be in there. And this is so obviously clear. You know, the beauty of the show is that Warner Brothers let James Gunn do most of whatever the fuck he wanted. Mostly. This is what he threw it out there. He didn't think they were going to let him do it. They cut Batman and Cyborg for reasons. I don't know what that means. Batman, as we just discussed, is having a confusing time as it is. So that kind of makes sense. I don't know what they're saving Cyborg for, where he shows up next. I find it curious that they're like, you can use these four, but you can't use these two. What does that
2: mean? I don't know. Uh, I think, as you mentioned, Batman, they have a movie coming out with Batman. A lot of Batman. With a different actor. I think there's just a lot of Batman confusion that they don't want to further drum up. Uh, For Cyborg, I don't know if that actor is all that in friendly terms now with DC. right. Remember, he just completely trashed Josh Wheaton, yeah. who's not involved with DC right. anymore. Yeah. But still, he's on Snyder's side of things. I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's got a very good relationship right Yo, now. No,
0: Walter Amata, the CEO before, the like they those two clashed, and he said shit about him. So yeah, they probably. But why couldn't you just have? But they didn't show Gal Gadot, or there was silhouettes. Why didn't they even let him have a silhouette of Cyborg and Batman,
1: and not have him talk? It was just a message,
2: just yeah, sending a message. Like, hey,
1: fuck with us do will fuck erase with you. fucking business. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, to be honest, when I saw those four show up, I didn't even think of Batman. or yeah. I just went, oh, these are the Justice yeah. League members that they called the show up. They were up. available. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: fine. Those, the guys are free. And they showed yeah. up late. You're
1: late. Batman was home. Washing his ah. tights. And where <laughs> is the Batman? <laughs> Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: but fuck that was great. I love that he goes, You fucking late, you dickheads, and then they just let him swear. It's so good. Uh so the next big thing that happens is Autobio has a press conference and she's blowing up everybody's spot. She tells everyone, Peacemaker Vigilante, we're working undercover for the government. She tells them about Task Force X and that her mom is Amanda Waller, and we do get a Viola Davis cameo for like five seconds just long enough for her to go what the fuck as she's watching this on TV does this mean there's no more suicide squad movies this seems to be have uh this could have big
1: repercussions her blowing up this spot like this No, they just do some other bullshit they'll call it something else and you know how they do it in the government they just kind of like uh you know put some like uh, it's like Adam Sandler in Big Daddy when there's a mess he just puts a piece of newspaper <laughs> over it, it and it's not there <laughs> yeah that's what they're doing they just do that
0: that's ballsy of Autobio though. Again, I was proud of her growth, too, throughout this season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ramifications, I would care about the ramifications if the DCEU was a little bit more cohesive, but I'm not really sure what to make of the DCEU from property to property. So for me, it was just like, oh, okay.
0: You got to imagine, though, the next time Adebayo sees her mother, she's not going to be happy. Okay, so we get, like, at the end, you get kind of updates of what's happening. Harcourt is not dead.
2: She will survive. She will, and she's holding Peacemaker's hand because she finds out that John or uh, Chris stayed there for four or five days. Yeah,
0: they didn't get to bang, but he clearly, she knows he posts feelings
2: for her. He cares.
0: They touched. Uh, You see, Adebayo goes back to to her wife and family. Uh, John Economos goes back to work for Waller at This Isn't this a little dangerous? Knowing uh, all the shit he pulled, you know,
2: I didn't even know that he was working at Bell Rev. So, I mean, from the Suicide
0: Squad, the movie, they
2: were that was Bell Rev. So, oh, gotcha.
0: And I thought judo master was going to have a big part in this. He does it. He does turn up for a brief second, eating Flaming Hot Cheetos and crying over the bodies of butterflies.
2: He was a true believer in the cause.
0: Yeah, no, she says that she does explain that we told Juno Master this reason and he joined us. So they didn't take him over. I wish that flaming hot Cheetos theory came true. That would have been fucking, <laughs> that would have been fucking funny for so it's no reason. He just likes flaming hot Cheetos. He just maybe. loves them. Don't we yeah. all? Yeah. yeah. They're good. No cholesterol on those. No cholesterol. <laughs> Zero. No food also in flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> just chemicals and orange. Uh, and then you see Peacemaker Vigilante, they return to blowing things up like a car, having a lot of fun. And then this last shot is fucking great, and it's emotional, and it kind of sets like the what's next tone for Mm -hmm. the whole show. You have Chris sitting on the porch drinking a beer. You have Goff Butterfly found him. He's feeding the butterfly the last of the goo. There's no more of this goo. Eagly is out and drops another rodent for him and his fucking dad, ghost Augie Smith, just sits down next to him. Big shit-eating grin on... Uh, yeah, just smiling. He's like, I'm what's here. What's actor's name? Patrick. Robert Patrick did Robert so Patrick. good. Yeah. He's like, you're never going to get rid of me. And he says, he's like, you can't fucking get rid of me. And so now he's got to fight his dad in his head. And yes, there will be another season, too, It's they announced the day this came out. Uh, there are some great lines we have to bring up. Uh, so, you know, the whole time he's saying things about superheroes that he saw on Facebook, like Superman likes to get shit on, Aquaman fucks fish. This one, he's got one for Green Arrow, because that dude goes to brony conventions dressed as the back half of a Twilight Sparkle with a four inches wide butthole drilled into the costume. <laughs> <laughs> and Connable goes, Economos goes, yeah, I heard that that one's true actually. <laughs>
2: Green Arrow, the uh, the line where she, where Harcourt calls uh, Peacemaker Arnold Schwarzenegger. She
0: goes, "Eat my dick, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and the whole thing about diarrhea pants. He goes, You want oh, yeah. me to
1: wear the, the
2: guard diarrhea,
0: to pants? diarrhea pants? He goes, I said shit. Nobody said anything about diarrhea. He goes, Was it diarrhea? He goes, Yes, it was. <laughs>
2: <It's a> diarrhea <laughs> pants. He washed it out. Yeah, washed it out. They
0: were talking them. about
1: ants when they were looking. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, how yeah, ants are important. Ants. Yeah, you see, it, you see it around? I see some, like, what, do you see anything around? I see, it's like, a, a raccoon and some ants. <laughs> it's like,
1: That's
0: not what we're looking for. You <laughs> He's like, It's called the circle of life. There's definitely more fish than ants. <laughs> it's like, not in one place. <laughs> <It's just a laughs> fucking psycho. And here's one of the best things I love about Vigilante. We talked about how all these characters, this whole season, have had some great growth, great character development. Vigilante is the same fucking psychopath, psycho. know yeah. nothing, knows nothing as he was in the beginning. He didn't learn shit. It's fantastic.
2: No. Every character grows It's up him. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, yeah. I got a, I got, a, I got a, a little bit of a thought here. Yeah that I, I, I did some thinking before the show, which is, is very oh, very rare. I don't do a lot hurt? of thinking before the show. Oh, man. Uh, well, I had some hot Cheetos, so I think I was okay. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about this show, because we, we've been reviewing two shows kind of in conjunction, Boba Fett and Peacemaker. And I was thinking about why is Peacemaker such a better show than Boba Fett? And although they're two completely different shows, they're actually a lot more similar than you would think. Yeah. And here's why. Both are spinoffs of critically acclaimed properties featuring bounty hunters yeah. who were thought to be dead yeah. in their helmets.
0: Oh, shit.
2: Oh, and, yeah. But here's why one does, one is successful and the other one isn't. So Peacemaker, clear motives in the first episode. We right away know Peacemaker's hired for a job and he's got to kill these aliens, right? And he, and he, and we know that he's, not only do we know that, but we know that he's, right away, we know that he is regretting the death of Rick Fly. We see that. So he's got to atone for that. Whereas Boba Fett, we don't find out till the fucking fourth episode that yeah. this asshole wants to be a daimyo because he's just been tired of getting stepped on. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Next, interesting threats. One, there's this mystery around the butterflies. Who are they? Why are they here? Where the other one is the pikes, who we don't give a shit about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next, as you mentioned at the end of the show, one, both have characters that show up from another property. This one is just a fun little cameo with the Justice League. Right. Whereas Boba Fett (laughs) is two fucking episodes of a different goddamn show. These are all great points, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Likeable teammates. We've got, we've talked every week about Adebayo, Economos, fucking. Vigilante, you have that versus characters that don't speak, (laughs) and the teenage Power Rangers. Yeah, can you
0: tell me any of their names? No. No. Yeah.
2: Then you also got personal storylines with each character. One has his dad running through the entire thing. Yeah. Which is White Dragon, where the other one. Boba Fett has this personal storyline with the Tusken Raiders that end up getting slaughtered (laughs) in the third episode and we never hear from them again. So that was my uh, compare and contrast between Boba Fett, why Boba Fett sucked and was a complete disaster, and why Peacemaker was largely successful. That's fantastic. If you compare
0: the two shows
2: and look at the similarities and differences between them.
0: You're fucking absolutely right. It is show writing 101, complete opposites. Here is how you do it well and get people invested and grow the character. And here is how you fucking don't do it. <laughs> so, the,
2: the, the concept is a lot. and If you really think about it, it the concept of each show is actually very similar. Yeah.
0: It was interesting watching them together because it was opposite sides of the spectrum. Like you said, one, we are digging everything. And the other one, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, we, we can't learn from the other. Uh, both have, like, a guy behind it. You know, like, uh, you got
1: Favreau and you got Gunn. Well, I think that the expectations are different. Sure. Alright, you got all this baggage tied with Boba Fett. Boba sure. Fett's, like, this major character that you had expectations for. The show wasn't that enthralling, and but, you know, it's what you expected from Star Wars, so it, there wasn't anything new happening. It was kind of like this boilerplate, you know, we stand they There's a standard. They hit the standard, but they didn't really do anything to really besides that scene with Luke Skywalker, where they had great effects. They didn't really do anything crazy rank or maybe the last two minutes of the, you can't really go by that. But what Peacemaker did was established a relationship with the main character to the, all the other characters like, he acts one way with Vigilante, yep. he acts a different way with yep. He, It's a very, you know, there's quiet moments, there's moments where he's introspective, and there's moments he's drinking, and blah, blah, blah. You see, like, the whole gamut of this dude. Yeah. Like, it is a Peacemaker show, but all the other characters do get their moment in the sun, and there's all this stuff to it as far as characters concerned. So they're two different shows, and one of them will grab you, one of them has to grab you with like this kind of banter, this kind of character development. And, and Boba Fett just was a letdown in a lot of ways. Cause there wasn't any of that. There was really hardly any, there was, they were just doing scenes and just dumping exposition yep. mm-hmm. and just kind of moving pieces of the board along. along. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Peacemaker, obviously the tone of the show is wildly different than obviously Boba Fett. But that being said, The tone that they input was entertaining, funny, interesting. Whereas Boba Fett, you just chose to to cast people and make them speak in very monotone ways to one another. That whenever there was dialogue on screen, it never was riveting. Like it never, you never had any sort of fun banter at all. The, the, I don't
1: really think you need fun banter. You could have character progression, well, not even fun. And interesting. banter. Interesting. Yeah. It's got, it be has to be something that, you know, that, that lets you know about the character that you have character development without jokes. Like, you know, you can get to know a person without there being con- I mean, the thing about this show Peacemaker is that everybody's got banter. Everybody's witty and everybody's kind of like has a, you know, a, a level of comedicness and in, in reality that's not the way it is some people are not funny but, some people are assholes but every line
0: informs each character like every line they say informs the character even deeper whereas boba fett had none of that Bo- no. boba fett i found had the the weird experience of i was like maybe the next episode will be good maybe then and you hang in there maybe the next episode and it never got to the fucking good episode it kind of never got there and this Every week, just I was looking forward to the next
1: one. Uh, and it was just paced so well. So, what do you think about this thing that a lot of these podcasters and movie reviewers are saying that James Gunn should be the next Kevin Feige of DC? Like, do you, do you think that that should happen?
2: No, I I don't think so because as I stated a couple episodes ago, I think James Gunn is best when he gets to work in his own little pocket. Sure, yeah, but as you just stated. Not every character can be as witty and funny and have the dialogue. Like I think that gets tired of everything in the universe. If every single DC property have had that kind of flair, yeah, it's so distinctly James Gunn that ever then it doesn't work, in my opinion.
1: I think you can do it too much. Anything you can do too much, Absolutely. right? So, but I I think that the thing that James Gunn has done well is that he's taken very low risk characters, characters that no one really has a huge stake in. Um, I mean, the public at large, comic nerds aside, because there's definitely going to be nerds that know all these characters and things like that. But the general public doesn't have a lot invested in these characters, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants. But at the same time, I also think you're like, okay, well, we're always trying to figure out how does this fit into the DCEU and blah, blah, blah. I don't want James Gunn to maybe start doing this stuff with all the DCU at large I don't I don't think it fits every character I don't think and I think it's when you have stuff invested and everything becomes like a mockery of it or whatever Or, or we're like okay we're making jokes about it and like you know Aquaman's fucking fish now <laughs> okay canon. Superman likes Bat shit on his Bat dick like, is canon. like like I don't know if I'm I don't know if that's what I really want uh, for my DCEU I so get, I yep. think that he should just be the be James Cameron. I think he should come up with his own IP mm. and let it rip. I like that take and be the next James Cameron because we need one. Yeah, like we need people to create IP. We can't just be going to the well and like because like that's how you defeat fandom by not doing fan shit Making all the new time. Shit. Yeah. Like, good point. no one could come in and go, well, and claim it and go, well,
3: that's not right. right. That
1: character is wrong. Like, you can't, like, you can't do that to like, until you establish a canon and you can escape that for a few movies. So I would, if I was to be advising James Gunn, I would be like, listen, fucking fuck around with some little characters here and there, but I think your bigger goal is not to be Kevin Feige. I think your bigger goal is to be is to be James Gunn, the next, like, James Cameron. They're both Jameses, so he's already got the first part right. Well,
0: let me ask you this. Do you think he can actually be serious and do something without jokes? We know there's a season two of Peacemaker, but he also said that he's working on another spinoff, and it's not going to be a comedy. It's going to be completely different than this. Can he do something different?
1: I think that the way he diffuses and deflects and keeps people entertained revolves a lot about comedy. Yeah, but yeah. and but, this show has made me a James Gunn believer. Yeah. Whoa. Um, because because <laughs> oh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy was had a lot of this too, but um I I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy too relied a lot more on other stuff, but like slapstick humor and blah blah blah. But I think that this show had yeah, he had us quippy lines, all the characters are quippy, everybody's a fucking comedian, but it was a competent story, like over eight episodes. And that's like a lot of screen time. Right. And yeah, yeah. to carry it through and get it to the finish line and, and to fucking make the touchdown, do all those things. Like, I know I just put two different sports together, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the um, idea is that he's able to carry it through this thread through eight different episodes and build the anticipation and actually get it to a point where it wasn't even a huge spectacle. It wasn't no, even it like wasn't. they didn't yeah. be like a Rancor monster. Right. or anything. They, I mean, they had the big fucking worm, but it was just like this thing that didn't do anything. Like, it wasn't really like dependent on the visual. It was, it was just Kaiju. about.
0: He had a Kaiju.
1: Well, he did. He had a Kaiju, but yeah. it really didn't do much. No. But like, like, it was about what happens. Like, what is Peacemaker going to decide to do? Are they going to, you know, be together or is something going to drive them apart? That's what you care about.
0: I mean, the other theme I enjoyed this season was, like, getting along with people who have opposite beliefs systems, but yet they find some common ground or they change, actually. Uh, I thought that shit was great. Let me tell you, I'm very excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Here's why. I've been listening to a lot of interviews, reading a lot of interviews. James Gunn's been everywhere. And he has said... Uh, that the first two movies were really hard to make, and he's like, I kind of did that to myself. I was making it too big. It was a fucking nightmare. He said, after making The Suicide Squad and this show that's a little more grounded than the Guardians movies, he's taking a lot of what he learned here and applying it now to the third Guardians movie that he's shooting now. Uh, another great connection, the Ezra cameo was shot by Marvel Productions on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, As a return favor for the Peacemaker production team shooting Chuck Woody Myrn's screen test for Guardians, and that got him the Guardians role, so he's a big he is a has a big role in Guardians.
2: Wait, what?
0: (laughs) So the Peacemaker production team shot a screen test of Myrn, yeah, to get him a role in Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, he's in Guardians. He is in Guardians. He apparently he said in one of his interviews he says he interacts with all the characters he has a pretty big role wow. in Guardians so you're going to see more of Mern you like this guy
2: i liked i loved mern yeah. my favorite line in the entire series is every time i turn around when he doing something fucked up
0: <laughs> chuck woody <laughs> Iwuji is great that's his yeah. name so uh that's but i think this Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be very different than the first two movies because of he's also said that he's going to focus on DC TV uh, and we just talked about how you don't want him to do that, but he says he doesn't want to do movies anymore. He wants to focus on DC TV.
2: Well, what I'll say is, I am excited for Guardians Three. I would caution your that it's going to be different. Okay. I mean, it is Marvel still. Guardians. Yeah, first off, it's Marvel. He he can't. He's not going to be able to do the. He's not going to push it to the levels he's pushed to here, where you're seeing a, a woman's vagina. On screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that being said, it's also like. Guardians is what he's doing in a PG environment. Like it, yeah. I feel like y- you kind of know what James Gunn is, and you, either you like it or you don't. It's He's going to throw in a lot of jokes, some of them very dark, a lot of very dark subject matter within the jokes, but then there's a lot of like inner turmoil. You know, he deals with a lot of characters that are dealing with things that they've never really confronted in their life, and they're confronting it through humor and, and action. So it Kind of the formula is there in terms of like what he does. Yeah, and he's just so good with that. I just enjoy. Yeah, he's just very good at yeah, getting. Good. I enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah, to say he's that,
1: got a certain brand. Like if yeah. he watches even non-Marvel movies, he kind of does the similar things. He likes gross-out stuff. He likes you know, kind of blue humor. You know, he likes quippy stuff. Very Joss Whedon-esque, but, like, dirty. Dirty, It's like if Joss Whedon, Quentin Tarantino had a child. I
0: mean, it's fucking... (laughs) It's a great brand. It's right up my alley. He gives you dick jokes, and he gives you heart, uh, all at the same time, and good character. Like, that is a great combination. He should keep doing that with whatever he wants to.
2: I I I agree with Ruggs. I think the end goal should be for him to have his own thing. I don't know how... feasible
0: that is i don't know if he's got any characters up his sleeve that he's been you know simmering on for these years he made a
1: video game oh uh, yeah for yeah it was a girl with a chainsaw he wrote brightburn right with his brother so yeah i don't i didn't really like that i I didn't really like that but then that that didn't have a lot of comedy in it no it didn't and that's one of the things he leans on to make everything all right so um yeah, I don't know. This guy, though, he's
0: having a great fucking... He's at the top of his game. I mean, he killed it on this. The guy started on trauma films, like B-budget, B-movies. B, budget, B, B movies.
2: The, right. o- the only thing I would say... It it sounds like a lot of people watch this because Peacemaker 2 is, has been greenlit, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, season 2 is on. Yeah. The only thing is, he is on a nice run, but no one watched The Suicide Squad. At least That's, according to, yeah. like move like box office so i was just curious i guess point. i'm answering my own question i was just curious how many people are actually seeing what he's putting out but if if peacemaker got a second season i guess enough people were watching well he to said it was the high guy.
1: the finale was the highest rated thing that they put out yeah. on hbo
2: Max. And i
1: think it'll send people to watch the the suicide squad now
2: yeah perhaps and, you know and it really he's definitely with, he's definitely within his like He's definitely in his flow right yeah, now. He's yeah. he's he's hitting Oh yeah. He he's doing he's doing the things he wants to do with characters that are part of IPs but not really anyone loves them so he can do what he wants.
1: Yeah, I think that this series turned me around on him a lot because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I felt like it was just it was just so silly. And then we we got to a point where Suicide Squad like, okay, it looked a little bit more gritty, a little more grounded. There was that scene where they're just killing people. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. I'm like, this g- Dark. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's the James Gunn from fucking years ago. Yeah. Coming back. And then this kind of like was like, okay, this is just well written. Like, if even if you take the jokes out, it's still well written. The characters are still developing and there's still real things happening. Mm. Like, without all, if you take away all the flowery fucking fun shit, there's still good shit in there. So, yeah, let me want me back over. And I know that he's he's capable of a lot. So I will watch the next series like I'll be anticipating it and checking it out. Yeah, it's
0: going to be interesting to see how he grows and how, you know, versatile he can be. And clearly they had fun making the show as evidenced by this gag reel he put out. I'm sure you guys if you guys watched it. 10-minute gag reel. It's fucking hilarious. Rugs. I actually have not. Oh, you have it? You should watch no. it. I was crying. There's so many rugs. He, there's a Bukkake mention. Oh, shit. Yes, in James man. Gunn likes Bukkake. It's, this, it's in the scene where Chris is talking to his father in their in their room. Oh, some Hollywood Reporter also had a great line. They called Augie Smith the trailer park Tony Stark. I was like, that's fucking good <laughs> because that's what he is. So he's in the room and he's talking to his dad. He goes, he's like, you ever heard of Bukkake? He's like, do you know what a Blumkin is? They're just fucking riffing. Making it's it is so funny, and it looks like they had a blast making the show, and it comes across when you watch the show.
2: Let me ask one thing: of the three, after watching this show, who has the most? I guess, how do I phrase this? Who might be the biggest star by the end of their lives? The Rock, James, uh, John Cena, or Batista? Oh shit! Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> or let's go with this is is john cena already proven himself to be a better actor than the rock i'm
0: gonna agree with that statement i feel like what john cena has shown that's us a here, different story you could do as, one and done there. those him. are two
2: different questions but let's start with yeah that. is he the best actor of the three i
0: think right now this gives cena
2: a, a fucking nudge up the a head
0: start yes definitely the edge Batista can still do something the Rock, until I see Black Adam, I don't know that that may do it
1: for him. I think The Rock is going to be more of a name, like it's just going to be someone that you like, like Arnold or something. Like, I'm not quite in that pantheon, but just right short of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be one of the names when you think about action movies and stuff like that, even though he doesn't have a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but guess what? Cena does,
2: he has a franchise yeah. now. Well, um, the the funny thing is is they're both in the same franchise they're both in the same universe. Yeah, the so same you, universe, yeah. You could see the Rock oh, and John Cena in a D C movie Black together. Adam.
1: Now, do you think Batista's gonna go uh and he he hated walking around in makeup all day? Do you think he'll come back for <laughs> <pretty much?
2: laughs> Well he the thing is he hated walking around in makeup all day, but he loves James Gunn. So if James Gunn is going to keep doing stuff for D.C., there's a world where Batista ends up in D.C.
1: Well, that's why they were teasing Bane. That was the obvious thing for him to be. Oh, shit. Oh,
2: Oh, he would be a good Bane. You know, the version of Bane that you get in the Secret Six comments written by Rugboy's favorite writer, (laughs) Gail Simone.
0: He'd be perfect for that. He actually would fit that. (laughs) (laughs) Similar to the Harley Quinn show, there's a really funny Bane in that, too. But he could totally play that. However, he
2: actually the, the version of Bane that is in those comics is very much like tracks. Yeah, very like yeah. black and white, only sees like that version of Bane that she wrote is takes on like a fatherly figure yeah, to yeah. Um, scandal Savage yeah. and he's just basically just like acts as like her dad, even though she's like, Dude, you're not my dad.
0: But yeah, stop He's very overprotective. Yeah. He's so good. I do think, however, years from now, like the rock has already established himself. Rock as is a very, name. very much established. All, yeah. You're always going to remember the rock. Cena, though, fuck. I think right now he's he's got the edge a little bit after this. Uh, I've, he's impressed me every episode. Like his improv, his playing the piano, fuck. I had no idea. His being emotional and you buy it when he's crying, like, I bought it. This is great. It's, I didn't think he could do that.
2: Fun fact about John Cena he is fluent in Mandarin Chinese. Get
0: the fuck out of here.
2: Yeah. No. He learned he learned oh, Mandarin shit. Chinese. Um I think part of like doing a tour for See, WWE. See, okay,
0: this is a smart man. This is a smart individual. You can't you gotta be smart to learn fucking Mandarin.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm just getting at that he can potentially yeah. he can make movies for that market. And
0: Get him to be the, the Chinese thing. rock. He's like, I'll be the Chinese rock. Fuck you, Dwayne. <laughs> All right, let's rate the show. Anthony, final thoughts. What would you give it?
2: Final thoughts, this was a very well-executed show. It's not, It's not. you know, you, you, I can't say I would recommend this to everybody because not everyone's going to enjoy the sense of humor, the dick jokes, probably by we don't get on the, as many viewers as we should <laughs> on the <this> show. Um, <laughs> listeners, excuse me, we're a podcast. That being said, I, I wasn't like blown away by the show. I think it it, it has like its place in terms of what I want to watch and when I want to watch it. Um, as discussed I don't know if I could take a whole entire universe of James Mm. Gunn but it was very well done A a very well executed show with characters that you knew the intentions you knew what the motivations were for these characters and by the end of the show most of them change in ways that make sense because of what happened in the story and you had a whole bunch of funny dick jokes so that being said I'm going to go eight and a half out of Oh, 10.
0: shit. Oh, shit. Rugs? God damn it, Anthony.
1: He always All takes right. my scores. Um, I'm going to do also do an 8.5. Um, I think that what he did was kind of fun because uh, I w- came into this being kind of like down on James Gunn. Like, a lot. Because I didn't like his Marvel stuff, to- I'll be honest with you. And the Suicide Squad was okay was fine, but it was like trying to like revive something that was kind of already dead. You know what I mean? So um, this can of made me believe her. I was like, oh, shit. Like I, I went into this not really being excited at all. And I ended up being like one of the things I look forward to at the end at every week. So, um, yeah, 8.5. I think it's very, very well done. I think that it's not for everyone. But it definitely uh, was in the zone of the shit that I like. And uh, as I said, even if you take out all the jokes, it's still very good. That was my score also. I And I really enjoyed the show. I
0: fucking, it's right up my alley from the dick jokes to the violence to the humor. But Really, thinking about the, these eight episodes, the connection you have the, to these characters, the way I feel about them, I feel like I really know them well. And they stick with you and you root for them. And I fucking Freddie Stroma is vigilante. Still one of my favorites. And even Eagly, like I was so surprised. And then Cena, just surprising the fucking shit out of me. Wow. Just all around great writing, great direction, but the cast was there. The chemistry was there. Uh, And so, you know, had one of those things not worked, the show could have went a different way, but I think this is a fucking home run for James Gunn. Eight and a
1: half. Yeah. Do you think that having low expectations for something creates an, uh, kind of a or no
0: expectations? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It Creates like this, like place where things can surprise you. Of course. Of course. And, and it, it, it's great. So going into Boba Fett, I had like, yeah. I had modest expectations and they were kind of like, whatever. This, I had zero expectations. I was actually like kind of hate watching it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, this shit is fucking winning me over god damn I'm looking forward to
0: this Boba Fett lost a little bit of goodwill because it was it was okay for us to have those expectations knowing the team that was doing the show and given what they had previously given us right we're full, full in our rights Mandalorian it was awesome and then I don't know what happened I don't
1: know what the fuck happened it's that sophomore album that you gotta put out okay, right everybody it's like, gets it yeah. done you move on to the next one that's fine I guess
2: <laughs> yeah Peacemaker I, I would say I had I wasn't going in completely with no expectations. I did like that ver- I really enjoyed John Cena in The Suicide Squad and I like James Gunn. So I'll say for me personally it met it exceeded the expectations yeah. I had coming yeah. in. But I did I did expect it to be funny. I just we haven't seen James The only thing I didn't know was John Cena as a complete lead. And James Gunn on TV, I hadn't, I didn't, I haven't seen anything that he's done on TV. So
1: both those
0: things it ended
2: work. up working out. Yeah.
1: Do you think that it's going to actually work against him now that people keep expecting him to be uh, the silly the dick, joke guy? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. The dick joke guy? Yeah. Yeah. Gory dick joke guy. Like I like that, but I like that, but I also see the problem with James Gunn is I see that he's very talented, and I'm like. I wonder what he could do if he really fucking wanted to make, like, a fucking sick-ass movie. I mean, he'll
0: get some shit the next time he does something that's completely straight and not, you know, he's trying something different. Of course, it's going to challenge your expectations. He'll get some shit, but he is fucking, he's super talented.
1: Like, I feel like he's got a vision. Yeah. And I feel like he's good with characters. And I feel like his directing is pretty solid. So, like, I'm like, okay, maybe this dude could, like, really be the shepherd of something on his own. And I just, no, that's w- I would like that's that to great. happen, but yeah. I don't know if I want it to be like the dick joke only thing. Like Quentin Tarantino does a lot of different stuff. Yeah. With a little bit of a sameness put in, but different enough. Like there's still conversational stuff in all of his movies, but some of them are more like Kill Bill had a lot of action in it. And, it, and then there's more serious films. And then, so, you know, it's like, I feel like we could get something like that. And I just want it because I'm so starving for, original great stuff.
0: Well, that's a great segue. I wanted to mention, I got a list here. What's next for DC on TV. I'm not going to read all of them. This is a long list of like oh, seven my shows. I'll put the link in the show notes listener. You can check it out, but you guys scanning this, um, anything that you are excited for DC, of course, always brings a lot to television. They always, first have. thing that pops out to me is
1: Constantine.
0: The JJ Abrams, uh, is going to produce Constantine with a new actor. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be Matt Ryan or Keanu. I'm very excited for the Sandman show that's gonna be out on Netflix soon. They put out a screenshot of Dream and the thing, and uh they're doing a spin off of Dead Boy Detectors, but I cannot wait for Sandman. It's gonna be fucking weird and trippy.
1: Oh, there's a Nightwing Nightwing show coming Is that from Titans.
0: No, well there's a Gotham Knights show on C W that's gonna have the Bat Family with Damian Wayne and Nightwing but Oh, it's gonna fuck be that. yeah, it's gonna be complete, completely it's a CW that. show. Anthony anything yeah. are you excited for another the the spin-off or a green lantern or any of the the batman
2: spin-offs? The green lantern one it just intrigues me because this is supposed to be a TV series and that mm-hmm. on the surface that seems like a very CGI heavy spectacle type show. Cost a lot of money. So I'm curious to see how that looks. I know I'm thinking about how Loki was kind of a CGI show but that one is a little bit more introspective than what I I would think a green lantern show is so I'm just curious to see how they they pull that off. Yeah. I'm just kind of scrolling down the I mean, Justice League Dark has been in the works for a while. Yeah. yeah. As a movie, as a TV show, I'm curious, although JJ Abrams doing it, that seems like a little That's
0: the other Abrams uh thing he has with Constantine,
2: but he could well, spin that, that, it out. That seems yeah. a little um doesn't seem like that necessarily fits, but we'll see. Some of this other stuff No Valzad for you? No, definitely no Valzad. Uh, <laughs> Why not? what's wrong with the black
0: superman it's canon it's just another is that what, oh, is that superman what that is oh yeah, okay. i the, didn't even know what valzad so Val is the michael b jordan produced maybe starring in it is the second black superman project that is currently in the works he comes from earth two and he is from krypton also just from earth two and he's superman so that that could be interesting uh we were talking about matt reeves the batman lots of things spinning off of that there's a gotham pd show Jeffrey Wright, James Gordon, Colin Farrell is apparently going to be doing a Penguin show for HBO Max, and then I just saw they have discussed a Catwoman spinoff show in this little pocket Mm. universe. It's a lot Mm. lot of stuff there.
2: Jesus. We'll see how, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. They have a lot going on. They got a lot. I'm curious to see if all this stuff gets made, like. I never really trust until DC is actually filming it that it's going to get made.
0: I mean, this Peacemaker show. He he's talked in the interview. It's pretty crazy. He wrote the whole thing during the pandemic, all eight episodes. He said it never changed, and he and this and he goes a year later. I'm here sitting talking about the finale. I was like, that's fucking crazy. That shit happened quick. Uh, so he enjoyed that freedom of like being being able to make something, produce something that quickly where he's like, I'm working on guardians of the galaxy volume three. It's been four years working on this fucking movie. He really enjoyed the quickness of television. So I think that's why he wants to stick with TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine you could just fucking knock this shit out in a year. Yeah. You wrote that's
2: something and
1: then you made it in a, in a
0: year and it was all like that. And you have complete control and you got to do what you want.
2: Well, and you get wow. a, you kind of get a longer as a creative, you get a longer, um, you have more time right you this yeah. is a was a seven episodes was this eight episodes eight totally. episodes around yeah. 30 to 45 minutes so yeah you know much longer time than a movie to to kind of weave a storyline and, and really flesh things out that you want to flesh out i will say even though i gave it an eight and a half and i think i will enj- i will continue to enjoy james gunn i did feel by the end the fatigue of watching that much time, spending that much time with a James Gunn type of ah, show.
0: Oh, it was like, just long enough for you. Probably. I don't know.
2: I might have been a little too long. A
0: little, okay, a little
2: bit. I, I mean, I, again, I laughed. I did laugh, like right away, I laughed out loud, but I was like, how many times can I hear characters <laughs> all talk the same way like this?
1: Yeah, it is one of his
2: weaknesses.
1: Yeah. It
0: is definitely. It becomes the show Friends after a while. It, it's, like, it's just literally like every. He's making a cliche
2: of himself. Right. Yeah. It, literally, it just becomes every conversation between any pairing of characters turns into just yeah, a riff where they're, so, all, yeah, yeah. where they're all like trying to one up each other on getting them on a joke on an insult actually but yeah yeah
0: i grew and i had and that grew on me eventually but i could totally see that it's a little it's a fine balance it's a very tricky balance i thought he did good with the balance though in the heart and the i mean throat. it's it's
1: it's clever it's yeah. just not realistic <laughs> Yeah, when you're watching Friends, only Chandler's the funny one, right? Oh, uh, no, well. And Joey's the stupid I guess. one. All right, we get Could it. Would he be you know? any funnier? I don't know, but I'm doing lunges and I'm wearing all your clothes. <laughs> uh, i anyway. you
0: Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> okay, let's do okay. some news from the nation. It's, it's, time. From the nation. <laughs> it's time for news from the nation. It's for news from the nation.
1: Stinks! It stinks! It stinks! That's a hot one. We were on a break. Sorry, I'm
0: still on the <laughs> friends. Uh, here's what
1: uh, our listeners thought
0: of uh, the Peacemaker finale. Ben Wesley Cranford from Australia. He is returned. He's back. We finally got him. He's commenting. He's contributing. He's off the waters, paddle boarding by the yeah. Sydney Opera House. It Must have been a rainy day. Forced him inside because he's usually outside. He said, right. "Loved this. How cool was ads when she started kicking ass." So much of this episode rocked. Vigilant, he was hilarious. Hell, just the fart scene in the beginning was absolute gold. After the show, I even rewatched the opening dance scene again. I've never, ever revisited the beginning of a show because of how fun it is, not even with Game of Thrones, which also had a do-not-miss beginning. So,
2: Oh, yeah. I, I, that, I'm that i glad he brought that up. I watched every single, including the last one, I watched every single wow. Fucking um, gun did opening, it. Yeah. Gun fucking did one, what he wanted the, to do. One of the best openings of all time because it's just so fucking silly. It's,
0: it's up there, and he made a unskippable fucking opening. I mean, that's
2: amazing. Just just watching all those characters. Like I've honed in on a different character every time dancing, and I'm just yeah. like, I've done choreography. It's not hard, but just to get like, there's a wide range of people that are dancing, and to get them all like on yeah. on on. On I'm rhythm. together. Yeah. yeah, and they're doing it on it's beat. Not,
0: yeah, they are all there together fucking it's trying fucking to stay funny. It's not the hardest
2: choreography in the world, but it's it's still funny.
0: Do you do notice something new every time you watch it though? Like is you just notice a look or just something. It's so great. Yeah. Uh so regarding Gunn being the guy at DCEU, here's someone who has a different opinion, John Bellotti Jr. Our admin says, seriously, just like Gunby, the Fiji of the DCEU, oh, shit. have they done anything better than the show? Sure, they had a few gems, but it's a total mess. This show did what Marvel has had trouble with, and it's making a great standalone TV series that has no ties to the greater universe. I cared more about the fat bearded guy than any character in any Marvel show.
2: I, I love Bilotti's <laughs> feedback because he always seems to try to take a shot at something else when he likes something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you how much
1: I love this by showing you how much I hate everything else. I mean, I did that with Boba Fett, I mean, but it's just did, his, yeah. that's his thing.
2: He does it well. He does it very well. He's, he's good at yeah. it. Yeah. What about Robbie Spliff Dog? One already Robbie Spliff Dog. Robbie Spliff Dog Maze says one of the best superhero shows I've seen: Peacemaker, Watchmen, Daredevil season three.
0: Um, I agree with Spliff Dog. I'll put it up there with one of the better superhero shows you know in the past few yeah. years I mean, watchman
2: he, he does mention some good shows the first season of daredevil this one daredevil season three was pretty good fucking watchman is great watchman was good so jessica good. jones first season was pretty good yeah. the boys i think it's up there with the boys, boys. yeah the boys some uh, i hate saying this now but some of those seasons that like the first couple seasons of arrow and flash were good they're not this good and it's, right. it's like they're, they're already so dated that I can't even I, I feel bad even saying the, that that I liked them. That yeah, I time. know.
0: It's weird to think about that. But those, was, those
2: shows at one time were good. Yeah.
0: But well, we didn't have as this. I said there was nothing else yeah, on truly. and this is
1: the first of its kind. Yeah. So, yeah. We that's didn't true.
0: have all this to compare it to even just a few years and ago. The mon-
2: and the amount of money. Like you can tell the amount of money that's yeah. behind these shows now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lisa
0: Morrison says you really have to give James Gunn credit for his ability to take a bunch of characters you've never heard of, don't give a crap about, and make you care about them. I also love how the butterflies weren't even really evil, just doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. It was a great show that I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, Joss Whedon also was very good at that yeah, too. Yep. Except he didn't, have, he didn't use licensed IP, made up his own shit for the most part. Buffy, Angel, Firefly, right? So That's what guns has yeah. got to do. Something like that. Uh, Ethan
0: Cranford, also from Australia, says, absolutely adored this show. It ticked every box from action to comedy with an emotional backbone and well-written characters. 8.5 out of 10 for me. Very World's End vibes with the alien plot at the end there. Same score. Oh, yeah. Uh, World's oh, End. Yeah. Tell yeah, me about that, too and then Joshua Michael says love this series it restored my faith in the DCEU and the cameos got me excited for the movies they're releasing this year yeah hopefully DC will have a good solid year with these four
1: movies oh maybe they did it on purpose because those are releasing oh, this year yeah. Flash and Aqu- Aquaman yeah uh, I'm I'm, oh. really,
2: I'm hoping DC can have a, a,
0: a solid year I think the Batman looks promising well this and is a
2: good we'll start see. yeah as, as you just, said
0: yeah Definitely a good start. All right. Good stuff, man. Fuck. I'm sad it's over. I was really enjoying The Peacemaker. Uh, Let's a little do. You want to do some What Are We Watching? Anthony, you watching? Did you watch Reacher yet at all?
2: Uh, Every time I think I'm going to turn it on. Yeah. I don't. Fuck you. (laughs) At some point, I might turn it on. Okay. But then I I just end up sitting there and doing something else, and then I forget that I'm going to turn it on, and then I just don't have any time. Maybe I'll turn it on after the show. We'll see.
0: Uh, Have you watched anything else that's interesting or
2: Uh, no, just I mean sports, but you don't give a fuck about that, so
1: hard pass. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) rugs. You got anything? I believe I got to the end of Ex Machina. Oh, Alex Garvey. Vox Vox Machina. Oh, that's different. That's a different movie. The anime based on the Critical Role D and D thing. Yes, and I'm happy to say that the show's gotten better, but still is lacking something. But it was definitely better. Um, I think it was kind of like this general generic thing and then they kind of st- centered around one character and then all the characters kind of rally around this character and um, kind of like peacemaker where they you all of a sudden you have a focal point and then all the other characters interact around each other and you start to get to know them a little bit more whatever. I still don't know what the fuck anybody does. If they have powers, what the hell they do not the, the world establishing and all that establishment of anything is just not done at all. Um, but wow, it got to the end and I I had fun. I watched it. It was, you know, it was disposable fun. All right. If you want to watch, um, a kind of, uh, you know, now new hip, uh, story about elves and shit like fucking fucking up vampires. And this is what this is for you. Check it out. I finished that. All of us are dead on Netflix. The Korean high
2: school. Oh, I've heard a lot of zombie drama. It
0: it's very good. It's some fucking sick zombie uh, fucking action. My only criticisms about the show is it may be a tad long at 12 episodes. There is some wheel spinning that happens. I mean, I got to the end of episode 11, and it was a great ending. And then I was like, oh, shit, there's another whole episode. I thought this was it. So, but it is satisfying. Uh, These fuck, these, you really feel the trauma these kids go through. These fucking zombies, I mentioned before, they're very fast and aggressive. If you get bit... You turn within minutes. Mm. Uh, they're the kind of zombies that they'll go flying out the window off a tall building and then just snap, crackle, pop, get stand up and keep running. Like they're hard to kill, right? So these kids went through some shit. Not all of them made it. They really felt. And then the larger city, there's shit happening. The infection spreading fast. I thought it was really great. Some great cliffhanger zombie. And they do some interesting new things with the zombie genre, believe it or not. Now, the other thing I just watched today compare this to the walking fucking dead i
2: can't believe you're still watching that
0: is back on the back half of season 11 is just started and the, and after watching all of us are dead i'm watching this show with these slow ass fucking zombies i'm like this is no problem what are you doing <laughs> this should be easy you fuckers it's not even it's, okay. it's not even scary anymore they're shambling along wait till you see these fucking crazy oh man there's some tense moments in uh, all of us are dead. Uh, so if you can get through the whole twelve episodes, it's pretty satisfying. It might be too much for me, but it's uh, it's just like 12, I don't know wow. why it's, Yeah, it's twelve, and it just kept
1: going. There's a little bit of decompressed shit and wheel spinning writing. But speaking of decompressed, yeah. I watched uh, Raised by Wolves season oh, two. Yeah, oh, yeah, I
0: didn't get into that yet.
1: Oh my god, it's moving at a snail's pace. That's I Ridley
2: snail. Scott's show, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. I saw the first um, season. Where we last left off, uh, raised by wolves, is uh they basically went to the other side of the planet where it's like tropical and shit instead of freezing their ass oh, okay. off. Okay, and they met with and the rock the, is there in the jungle. Well, no? <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> no jungle, but the atheists. Oh yeah, yeah, their settlement. Okay. They ended up going. So, you know, before that, they were beset upon by the the religious people, right? And then now they escaped and went to this side of the. Side of the world that had the atheists had the encampment. And now they're living amongst this tribe is living amongst them. And um the main character, the guy uh he was an atheist who now is now becoming the leader of the new religious the guy with cult.
0: with right? the long hair. Yeah, yeah. That was
1: the Viking. he was in the Viking yeah, show yeah. and all that stuff. And then there's the robot lady. So, and there's the there's there's two there's two androids. Oh, there's two androids, right? and they're like super strong and fuck shit up but uh, every once in a while but and then the atheists is are run by a AI. Oh, because the AI is devoid of like ever believing in god or anything like that's impractical. Well, that doesn't so, sound like a good idea. So the AI is like running shit. Oh boy. And it's almost like that's becoming the god. It's it's, it's kind of weird. It makes you think but oh. like at the same time it's really dry. Yeah. And I would like to have more fucking violence and more just weird fucking crazy alien shit happening constantly. But I don't know if I'm going to watch these. They're two. building just something, but right. yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. It's not like the greatest ride, but I'm in, I'm watching it because I find I'm already kind of. I watched the first season and I'm like, all right, I got to fucking well, finish you tell this. Tell me if it's worth watching the second season because I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to start the second. Uh, season. I, right now, I can't really recommend okay. it, but. Uh, if I so, any, any some bad shit stuff I'll tell, let, let me you know, know about if it, it gets better uh all right that's good. That's it for this week. I
0: want to mention I made a guest appearance at another podcast that's come that's out now How dare you it's called the TV trivia podcast I'm stepping out on you fuckers that's so right oh you know, this this guy reached out to me Brian very great host lots of energy and uh, you can hear me answer Iron Man trivia questions about the movie Iron Man oh. What was the hardest question that you uh, asked? Well, I'm not going to spoil it. You need to you, ah, you, you need fuck. to listen to see if I'm really a nerd or, Fine, or if do I it. don't know shit and can't remember jack shit. All right, I'll do Have it. Have you been I mean, on that show before? No.
1: Oh. First time. What, what he was you on, you on Trivia on Geeks.
0: He reached out. He said he found us on a list of best uh, comic book geeky podcasts. Wow. And he's what like, list was that? I don't know. Li- I forgot to ask of- him. A list of yeah, 1,000... list immediately. A list of 2 million shows? <laughs> yeah, we were uh, third, thirty 3,900. 1.987 million show. <laughs> he did oh, say he had to scroll pretty
2: far down before yeah, he... No, it, I do know. That's I, at least 20 pages no, of scrolling.
0: Brian, uh, you know, he was a great host. I thanked him for having me on. It was a lot of fun. You're going to have to listen to see if I know what I'm talking about or not. Or if I'm old and I can't remember things. <laughs> that's probably what happened? Yes. Yeah. And... Also, my other podcast with my sister, Dance of Joy, a Perfect Strangers rewatch podcast. We had taken a little break over the holidays, but we're back up. We are in the beginning of season four of Perfect Strangers. Ooh.
1: Danceofjoypod.com, or just there's a link in the show notes. What's going on in season four? Just as a,
0: nothing, they're a, working in the basement of the Chicago Chronicle in the is mail it room. the mail room? Yeah. Okay. You got Mr. Yep. Gorpley, you got Harriet Winslow, uh, Joe right. Marie Payton, you got Lydia Markham, Belita Moreno. Who oh, I know. She was Mrs. Twinkasetti, and then they just changed her character and put made her a new character. Forget that she played that character. Yeah, we don't remember. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, you didn't back then. So a lot of fun shit. They, they didn't give a shit back. No, then. they just <laughs> yeah, they just brought the same people back on as different people. They just knew that everyone was stupid. No
1: one's gonna remember
0: <laughs> when you binge this stuff thirty four years later? You're like, hey, hey, four years ago no, they tried to pass this guy? lady
1: off as uh, yeah, Mrs. Oh. Twinkassetti.
0: So if you like that, Perfect Strangers, it's a family-friendly show. There's no swearing. You can have it on with your kids around. It's very wholesome. Right. Very wholesome. Well, I'm saying our podcast is also wholesome, just like Perfect Strangers. No, it's not. Mm, No, that one is. Dance of Joy is. Anyways. Oh, yes. Not this podcast. If you want
1: another one, that's wholesome. Oh, okay.
0: Anyways, rugs. where can the listener find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter. You said that's so exhausted.
0: I'm exhausted. We're at the end of the show. I'm exhausted even telling you where I am. (laughs) I'm at
1: I'm on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy
0: At ReallyRugBoy Listen, links in the show notes Jockanerd.com slash 423 for all the shit we talked about If you've heard something you want to know more just go there, it's in the show description Thank you for listening Share the show Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast My name is Imran My name's Anthony He's the jock He's a nerd We'll peep you next time
1: I really don't give a shit.
2: I, I thought you loved it. Gitch. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too.